Going beyond the headlines? Getting to the heart of the story. Calgary Today with Joe McFarland on 770 CHQR. It's something we here in the city might take for granted a little bit is the fact that you may be only a couple of minutes away from a police officer or someone who can help you out when you're in need of of help. In the rural parts of this province, it's a lot longer. Depending on where you are, you might be 30, 45 minutes away from your nearest detachment. And if there's officers that are at the other end of the county, it might be a little bit longer, depending. So earlier this year, the RCMP introduced its Rural Crime Reduction Program in hopes of going after some of the repeat offenders and trying to get to the the nuts and bolts of why we are seeing such a spike in rural crime. And the RCMP providing a little bit of an update for us today on just how things have evolved. Joining us on the program now is Superintendent Peter Tufek, who's the officer in charge of crime reduction strategies for the RCMP here in Alberta. Superintendent, thanks so much for joining us today. Yeah, of course. Happy to, happy to uh, be on the call. So I guess I don't want you to go into all of the numbers, but from a provincial standpoint, anything that really sticks out to you in terms of some of the successes that uh, this program has had for you guys? Oh, absolutely. So, um, you know, if we if we look at our stats between January of this year uh, to July, I can tell you that for uh, all of the RCMP detachments in Alberta, uh, we've seen a decrease of like 9%. Uh, around property crime. And if we look just in the rural areas, we've seen a decrease of 11%. Um, and uh, and what that means in real terms is we've had 366 fewer homes that were broken into uh, since the beginning of the year, 648 fewer cars that were stolen, and about 2,358 fewer thefts that have happened in the province. So um, you know, our focus has been targeting uh, those people that are hurting their communities the most, the prolific offenders, uh, repeat offenders that uh, are causing the most harm and, um, you know, taking them off the street. Has that been sort of the, the biggest uh, pat on the back, I guess, for your officers, being able to go after those repeat offenders, the ones who are, are kind of causing the most issues despite being kind of the, it's a small number of people uh, responsible for the largest number of crimes? Um, so I don't know what you mean by pat on the back, but I can tell you that um, certainly, you know, using the intelligence that we have, and that's, you know, been a shift. So some of the funding that uh, we received from the government had to do with uh, adding intelligence resources so that we could be more strategic in how we uh, put our officers out on the street and where we were putting them and who we were targeting. Uh, so, you know, um, certainly by targeting those offenders, you know, I think it's common sense that if we take uh, those people that are causing the most harm off the street, we're going to see a reduction. And, you know, while numbers might fluctuate at the end of the day, I think that's what we're seeing in these numbers. And I think, you know, after we looked at the data, I believe that our crime reduction strategy is working. Some of the areas that RCMP deal with and the different detachments deal with are, are quite frankly, massive. Um, how do you patrol those areas while also trying to go after those prolific offenders while also at the same time trying to keep those residents and those people at ease who are being targeted in those crimes? 
Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, and, and I'm glad you raised that because one of the most important things we're asking people to do is to phone in, right? When there's uh, things that are happening, offenses that have occurred, uh, suspicious activity they're seeing, you know, to phone in. This is absolutely a partnership with our, uh, you know, our community-led uh, groups such as Citizens on Patrol and uh, Crime Watch uh, to help us in gathering that information. So that information we get from both the calls that come in from the public and through organizations like uh, Crime Watch and citizens on patrol help inform our patrol plans. So when we're looking at where we're deploying our members and where we're proactively patrolling and we're looking for when are these crimes happening, what's the geographic area they're happening in, and then deploying members into that area, um, you know, strategically so that we can both hopefully deter uh, crime from occurring at all, or at least be in proximity if, uh, if a crime's happening. So, you know, it's that intelligence and collecting that information that's important. And I can tell you that I've heard stories of people, you know, through frustration, just not wanting to phone in. But at the end of the day, that information is key to us uh, being able to uh, deploy our members intelligently. What's been the biggest shift for officers over the last six months that have been involved in this logistics-wise? Is it a matter of doing less kind of, I'll call it patrols, and focusing more on sort of those, those hot spots? Or, or what, what's kind of changed for your officers logistics-wise? So uh, a couple of different things, actually. So, you know, some of the money that we got from the provincial government, we put into building specialized teams. So there's specialized teams in each of our districts. We have four districts around the province. And those teams are collecting information about prolific offenders, uh, identifying those people that are causing the most harm, targeting them, and then following them. And what I can tell you is that those teams alone have generated uh, 500 arrests uh, since February. And uh, that out of those arrests, um, they've generated approximately 1,600 um, new charges. So uh, what that means is we're not only just catching them, but when we're, when we're capturing them, we're finding them with things like stolen property, firearms, uh, and drugs. So it tells us that we're targeting the right kind of people. So that's one aspect of what we're doing. The other aspect that we're doing, uh, you know, random patrolling doesn't work, right? We have to be smart about how we're using our resources, use the intelligence and the data that we have available, and make sure that we're deploying our uh, the officers in their patrols intelligently. So something you're going to see um, uh, coming out shortly um, and are already active in some of our communities are crime maps. And so, you know, that's stuff that's available to the public, but our officers are also using that kind of information um, uh, to help direct uh, the patrols on the road. Six months into this project, are you getting a sense of where you have some, maybe some lapses or some things that you need to improve upon? Well, I mean, one of the areas uh, that we're focusing on and, and uh, I mentioned that the government funded was uh, that sharing of intelligence. So certainly building those partnerships with other law enforcement partners, that includes, um, you know, other policing agencies as well as, you know, the sheriffs um, and um, our conservation officers and ensuring that we have a good flow of information around the kind of work that we're doing, ensuring that we're, we're improving the information flow out to our citizen-led groups like Citizens on Patrol and Rural Crime Watch so that they're able to better assist us and being our eyes and ears out on the street. So those are areas that we're working on improving in the next few months. Um, I can also uh, tell you that in the next six months, we plan on implementing some new initiatives that is going to enhance the way we respond to victims, improve some of our data gathering, 
gathering capabilities and increase our engagement with some of the communities across the province. And I'll be hopefully putting something out in the next few months talking about that. What does that engagement look like? And I, I don't want to scoop you on what you're about to announce, but at the same time, is there is there a sense that maybe you need to be talking to, you know, getting out into the community a little, communities a little bit more? So I think that engagement with the community is really important. It's a partnership between us and the community members. So, you know, we talk about uh, steps people can take to keep themselves safe, and I'll use a simple stat. Half the vehicles in uh, Alberta that are stolen have the keys left in them. So, you know, by simply taking the step of taking the keys out of the car, and uh, making sure that the car's locked up, you know, that, that represents half the vehicle thefts that we have in the province. That mm-hmm. partnership is really important, and that partnership includes reporting information that I talked about earlier. So, you know, we want to make sure that we build upon that partnership between us and the community and that we're engaging them. So th- those are things that we want to do um, uh, or focus on in, in the coming months. It's, uh, it's an ever-changing dynamic when it comes to tackling rural crime, but it looks like you guys are making at least a little bit of headway in, in not only uh, getting to the bad guys, but also kind of in getting the trust back in rural Albertans. And that's kind of, I think, uh, your guys' key at the end of the day. Uh, Superintendent Peter Tufik, Officer in Charge of Crime Reduction Strategies for the RCMP here in Alberta. Thank you so much for the time this afternoon. Thank you very much. I appreciate uh, the opportunity to talk to you.